What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and John and Pemba here tonight. Uh, we're going to bring you, you know, usually what we do. First off, John, hi, how are you? What's going on? What's new? What's what's happening? Yeah, I'm doing good, Howard. It's all right. We don't need the pleasantries. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows who you are. Uh, it's week 13, the NFL season. It's coming by quick, but, uh, you know, I'm ready to get into it. Oh, Mr. All Business here, right? I was gonna, I was gonna tell you a really funny joke that I heard today, but never mind then. If you, uh, if you, if you want to just get down to business, we can do that, and we can save the jokes for uh, another time. All right, the jokes another day. Jokes another day. So what we're gonna do here? Usually, what happens is, and I kind of had that revelation where you know, Ronus and I, we give our our early leans, and that's because we record a day ahead of time, right? So. It, tonight's Thursday. We're recording before the the Dallas game right now, Dallas uh, Saints game. Um, but like Rodas and I give our early leans because it's Wednesday and there's still some line movement to expect. And then you know on Thursday, John and I make our picks. So we're gonna jazz it up for you a little bit more here. We're not only gonna make our picks for these games, uh, but we're also gonna splash in a little DFS knowledge. John and I do the Fantasy Alarm DFS podcast together. And it's it's a great listen, uh, especially if you're trying to get a feel for what the slate is like. So we know that you know we don't do a lot of DFS talk here on Anti Up, so we're going to bring that to the table here as well. So tonight, John and I are going to make our picks uh, against the spread, plus splash a, a few DFS names from each game to take a look at here. How about how's, how's that sound to you, John? Yeah, I'm excited to get into it, Howard. I can't believe you didn't want to hear this joke. All right, fine. Tell me the joke. Nope, too late. Sorry, you missed out on that. Okay. Start off here with the Giants against the Dolphins. Dolphins are at home here, minus four and a half. This game opened at minus two and a half, but now with all the who knows what going on with Daniel Jones and who knows what's going on if Mike Glennon's going to be there. Um, you know, obviously uh, the line has moved now to Miami minus four and a half. Uh, what do you like? Uh, Miami minus four and a half for sure. I think that's that's the easy lean for me on this one. The easy lean for you. Yeah. I'm not worried about anybody playing for the Giants. I think uh, Miami is playing um, a little bit better uh, of late. There's potential for them getting even Devontae Parker back, who's been their leading receiver uh, this season, whenever healthy. Uh, they're on a three-game winning streak. Uh, they've won two of their last – sorry, they're on a four-game winning streak. Three of their last four games, they won at home. Giants aren't any better than the teams that they were beating. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and give myself some Miami here. All right. All right. I think I'm going to, you know, a mission I talked on the uh, on the now PicksWise live stream, uh, kind of just discussing the fact, like, does Miami really deserve to be this much of a favorite uh, over anyone? Like, if this game was like a three, three and a half, then I would I, I could understand uh, the the easy lean on Miami. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like this could come down to being uh, a field goal type game. Miami's um, defense has been very good lately. And my, again, yes, it has. Bad, it's coming against bad teams, but the Giants are a bad team. If Daniel Jones, well, I see, I don't even think it matters. Daniel Jones versus Mike Glennon. I don't even really think it matters that much. I think the Giants will uh, utilize Saquon Barkley uh, a fair amount. Let's face it, we we've yet to really unleash Barkley. And well, Miami's run defense could have problems. I don't know. I don't think Barkley's got anything right now. Um, he's got anything. Last week, he had a 32-yard run, and what, he finished with 40 yards. Uh, he had multiple carries of negative yards last week or zero yards last week. That offensive line is very bad. Barkley, 
is not the weapon that he was at this point in time, that given the offense, they don't have to worry about Daniel Jones. They actually have a decent little secondary, so they can stack the box and dare Daniel Jones to beat him man on man against whoever is healthy at receiver for them. I, I just don't see this one being a close game. All right. I like it. So you're in on the Miami defense for uh, for DFS purposes, right? I am, yeah. If we're playing DFS, Miami defense is going to be probably one of the more popular options. Jalen Waddle is the straw that stirs the drink in Miami. Screw Devontae Parker. You can say screw Devontae Parker, but look at the games in which he's been active and compare it to what Jalen Waddle was getting. Devontae Parker has led the team in targets every game that he's been active. Right. When was the last time Devontae Parker was active? Week eight. Week eight. Was, yeah, so he played weeks one through four, missed four weeks, came back in week eight, had eight catches, 11 targets, 85 yards. So after missing four weeks, eight of 11 for 85, went down with an injury again. Now he's coming back, but just a shoulder injury, mind you. This isn't like legs, muscles, but like just a shoulder injury. There shouldn't be any limitation in snaps here. Uh, to me, if Parker is active, I think he's going to go right back into being the number one guy. All right. Okay. All right. I'll stick with the Miami defense as a uh, as a DFS play for me. You can have Devontae Park. Yeah, he played ninety one percent of the offensive snaps the one week he came back. Oh my God! You and the snap count, the snap count. Do we want to sit and talk about the Eagles and how bad they were and all the snap count and all the volume and all the other shit? No, I'm just saying he's not going to be limited. He immediately came back, played all the snaps, and got eleven targets. Listen, that, he's de- are- he's Devontae Parker. He's limited in his own right. Yeah, but he's been good this year. Yeah. No, he's when he's played. Yes, and he's going to play this weekend. And he's going to play this. <clears throat> you're not. You're not. You're not going to do this to me, Impemba. You're not going to convince me that Devontae Parker is worth anything. All right, well, when he shows up on the dartboard under the Impemba special this week. No, 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 no. You have. I. I will not allow that. All right. I'll I'm, wait till for, I'm forbidding it. <laughs> I am forbidding it. Indianapolis Colts, they are now a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over the Houston Texans. Um, I, listen, I, I honestly I don't know how anybody could pick the Texans, whether they're getting nine points or 20 points. I mean, it's just it's, it's utterly ridiculous here. Um, they're just – they're bad. They're bad. And even Tyrod Taylor to Brandon Cooks, okay, fine. That'll be entertaining for a little while. Um, but I'm taking the Colts here, and I'm laying the points. Yeah. Me too, 100%. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't run for like 130 yards, it's going to be a disappointment. Yeah. Oh, run for 130, uh, receiving yards, you know, in like the in like the, the 70 or 80 range. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're locking in Jonathan Taylor in there. I like Michael Pittman for DFS. And you know what? You got to throw Brandon Cooks in there at least just for the fact that, you know, the, the Houston is going to throw. And we've seen Cooks get the uh, get the targets. He's the only one getting targets there. Yeah, he is the only one getting targets. That's true. 100%. All right. Minnesota Vikings, uh, seven-point favorites to the visiting Lions. Who do you like? Uh, I mean, you got to go Minnesota, right? Uh, listen, I understand that you were correct with the Lions during Thanksgiving, but, you know, I, I just uh, – yeah, this one's not going to go Minnesota's way. This one is not going to go Minnesota's way or Detroit's way or Minnesota's way. Sorry. Yeah. This one's not going to go Detroit's way. I apologize. This one's not going to go Detroit's way. Minnesota is going to run all over them. Madison is very, this is the second time this match has happened, which Cook didn't play. Madison played the first week. Um, the first time these two teams met up 
Uh, and he ran all over them too. Uh, so this is just going to be another game where uh, they run the football. He had 113 yards on 25 carries. He added seven catches for 40 and a score. So uh, all day, Alexander Madison. All day, Alexander Madison. I, I can't be against that. I will say that for uh, I'm I'm in on Minnesota too, laying the the seven points uh, as well. And then I'll say, but I will say that for Detroit's sake, Jamal Williams, with just the amount of volume that the running backs get from Detroit, knowing the defense that you know, like they'll run the ball. They don't care if they're losing by thirty points; they'll still run the ball like excessively because he just does. You know, Campbell just doesn't want Jared Goff to throw. So I'm going to I'm going to say that Jamalfa Williams becomes a uh, a viable uh, DFS play. Yeah, I mean, he's going to at least be at the start because he's he's another guy like Swift that does both. He runs and catches. So as long as he can stay healthy, right, that's been his problem all year, too. Uh, it's going to be a good one. All right. All right. Philadelphia Eagles, New York Jets. Eagles coming in hot. Seven point favorite over the Jets. Uh, you know, I mean, I just I, I mean, I, I won't bet this game at all, obviously, because it's the Jets. Um, but I mean, ugh, I hate the Eagles so much, but I, I feel like last week, last week was like a big aberration and they're going to actually do something against the Jets this week. So my lean is still the Eagles, but I, I just I hate this game. I won't bet it. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to know the status of the Hurts ankle, but um, yeah, I'm probably leaning with you there with Philadelphia. All right. Um, anybody, what do you think of Jalen Hurts from a DFS standpoint? Um, he's such a bad passer, but it's the Jets. So maybe, you know, here's the thing, right? This should be a game where the running game does well because you, the Jets have a lot of 17 rushing touchdowns. But you, can you trust any of the running backs, right? Like Sanders got hurt again last week. He ran the ball well, but he got hurt. And then Scott got the rushing touchdown. So. I don't know. It's 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 tough. Okay. All right. Uh, Arizona against the Bears. Arizona seven and a half point favorite here on the road. What's your lead? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Arizona. They're getting Kyler Murray and D Hop back here, so I think that's the way to be. Okay. Arizona, huh? Mm-hmm. Even what if what if uh, what if Kyler Murray doesn't play? Oh, is he not going to play? I thought he was all good to go. I mean, I've just, you know, you've seen he's he's been limited. He says he wants to play. I haven't heard. I haven't seen that it is like 100% official that he is good to go. I believe he's still listed uh, as questionable on the uh, on the injury reports. Okay. I thought, well, yeah, maybe maybe I misread what uh, Kingsbury said then. Uh, yeah, McGill McCoy's been fine too, though. So, yeah, I would still, I would still go Arizona. I don't think much of, of Chicago here. Okay. They couldn't, they couldn't beat the uh I could barely cover a spread against the uh yes, the Lions. So but you'll you'll put push the chips all in on, on Cole Komet every week. Yeah, target share, man. I I don't again <laughs> these are two different things. Yes, he gets targets, I'll take him. So all right. Um Chargers here going up against the Bengals. This one's the comical one for me, right? It's like the, the Chargers as the underdog. Yeah, I have to take them, right? I keep taking I, – I can't take them as a favorite. I certainly can't take them as a home favorite. 
And uh, and here we go in Cincinnati, and they're a three-point dog. And I'm sure that everybody is sitting there thinking about how Cincinnati got, you know, they waxed Pittsburgh. I mean, absolutely waxed Pittsburgh. And the Chargers, you know, uh, did not look good. <laughs> have not looked good in a couple of weeks. It just makes me want to take the Chargers plus the three points. Yeah, this is an interesting one because they're coming on the road again. You know, they just lost to Denver. Cincinnati is playing better. And the one thing with the last couple of weeks with Cincinnati uh, has been the volume of touches for Joe Mixon. On the first drive last week, he had nine touches, eight carries, and one reception. And they're going up against a Chargers defense that ranks dead last in DVOA against the uh, against the run. I can imagine this just being another game where they just feast Joe Mixon um, and run him as much as they can. On the flip side of this matchup, the Cincinnati Bengals have allowed the second most receptions to running backs. It's just one less. Uh, than the Seahawks, who have allowed the most. And we know Austin Eckler is all about that receiving game life. So uh, both running backs in this matchup should have really big days. Both running backs in this matchup should have really big days. I agree with you on that one uh, for sure. Uh, All right, Tampa Bay going up against Atlanta. Tampa Bay on the road, man. They run the ball beautifully. We saw that last week. Tom Brady does not play well on the road. You know, I mean, the team plays fine. It's just Tom Brady's stats look like crap. So I will not be using Tom Brady in any DFS whatsoever. I will I will be fine to use a guy like Leonard Fournette. I will be happy to use uh, maybe a Chris Godwin. Um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to this one here, um, I, I think I'd probably go to uh, Atlanta here with the with the points. Um, just, you know, tight divisional game. I, I get it. Atlanta's not very good. Um, but, you know, I think the last time these two teams played, it was pretty close. Or Tampa Bay's been playing closer games with their divisional opponents. Yeah, I'm still going to go with Tampa Bay. Um, I hear you. And this is also a matchup with Dean Pease as the defensive coordinator for Atlanta. Uh, he knows Tom Brady. He knows Tom Brady off style offense. Um, they're just not a good football team, Atlanta. So you know, we we saw the Colts uh, uh, last week. Um, you know, they lost at home to Tampa Bay. They didn't cover the spread there, even though they almost did at the very end. Uh, I, I just I, you know, to me, Atlanta's many levels below Indianapolis on both sides of football. So uh, I, I don't see a problem here for Tampa Bay. All right, so we're on opposite sides on on that one. Uh, Washington football team taking on the Raiders. Um, this has gone down. It was two and a half. Now it's uh, it's it's Raiders minus one and a half. This is a tough one for me, man. Where where where, where are you leaning first? Yeah, this one is also kind of a little bit of a tough one. You know, we're not expecting obviously Waller to play. That's a big uh, loss here. But I'm still gonna I'm gonna go Las Vegas still. Um, Gibson, you know, out of nowhere gets 29 carries last week. I don't really, you know, I don't know where that came from. And I don't know if it's something he's going to be able to continue doing. I liked, you know, I, you know, Carr has the most passing yards in football. You can throw on Washington. I know that there's no Waller. I want to see what's going on with DJX. I saw him listed as questionable, but his snap count came up. We saw him make that big play last week, stretching the field. Uh, we know Renfro has been really good. Zay Jones actually had a big week. Um, I think ultimately Las Vegas gets this one. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel like Vegas is the favorite here. I mean, it's only a point and a half. 
kind of feel like that's the uh, that's the move here. I really do. You want to talk about running backs in uh, or running back in this game? Can Antonio Gibson do it? Uh, is he going to get the volume? Is he going to be able to do it again? Vegas, you know, run defense has been blah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, does he get all that volume again? The guy like, does he get the volume? He's he's starting to deal with like broken shins, right? And all of a sudden, he gets um, 29 carries. So. You know, some of that maybe had to do with McKissick going out at the end of that game, but, you know, they're going to try to run it at least. So it's, it's possible. I, I don't really have a lot of interest on the Washington side. Maybe maybe Logan Thomas would be it. Dude, Logan Thomas would be it. Yeah. Yeah, Logan Thomas. All right. Have, I, have we talked about the Logan Thomas uh, from, from Sunday? Was that a catch or wasn't it a catch? Um... Hmm. It looked like a catch, but I mean, I don't know. Right? What do we know? I thought it was a catch. Yeah, I thought it was. Too. I thought it was. You know, but the, the league has their rules. The league does have their rules. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. It's it's up to you know. It's it's up to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Just go ahead, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. So bad. Um. All right. Uh, Jacksonville against the Rams. Rams are home favorites here by 12 and a half. I, you know, listen, I, again, I can't invest in the, uh, I, I just can't invest in, in the Jaguars at all. I, I really no, can't. Of course not. No. So I, I've got to take the Rams and I've got to lay the points. Yeah, 100%. This is, even if Henderson doesn't play, if OBJ doesn't play, like Stafford only needs Cooper Cup to beat the cover spread against Jacksonville. The, the, the Rams defense might cover the spread against Jacksonville. So uh, I'm with you there. All right. Um, is Cooper Cup going to catch over 200 yards this week? Uh, he's going to at least have more than 66 um, this this week. So I think you know, I think we'll be okay. Uh, you know, he's had you know, no less than 90 uh, just once this season. I think it was. So uh, you know, he'll he'll have he should have his day. He's definitely going to have his day. Do you think Daryl Henderson plays? Uh, he didn't practice, right? And do you have an updated report on him? I think the other day he didn't practice. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been limited. He hasn't. Uh, he has non-participant on Thursday. So, right. yeah, I mean, if he doesn't play, he's fire up something which is forty three hundred bucks. You know, <laughs> really, you're gonna you you think that that's gonna be the uh, the the play there, the Sony Michelle play? I think because there are so many running backs to play this week. And to play those top guys, you have to sort of then find value receivers. The value receivers aren't great. So I can see a scenario where you flex out Michelle at 43, you play Taylor and you play Will, uh, Mixon or Madison or Elijah Mitchell. But then because you're playing the $4,300 Michelle, you can then pay up for like one top tier receiver this week. If you could. You oh you can only pay up for one top tier wide route. No, <laughs> excuse me. Well, I mean it depends on your strategy. I mean, listen, if you try to fit in the top running backs this week, because there's like five of them. If you wanted to play them all, then you're having to spend down at wide receiver. You can't fit Taylor, Mixon, Madison, Mixon, Madison, Mitchell. Like you can't fit those guys in a lineup, and then also spend up at receiver or spend up at quarterback like. It's it's a difficult way to build lineups on DraftKings, at least. I'm sure on your favorite FanDuel site, you can play everybody. Um, <laughs> but 
on DraftKings, you're probably going to have to use the value. And if you're getting a starting running back that's going to get a high volume of carries against Jacksonville at 4,300, you're going to play something. You're going to, you're just going to play Sony Michelle. You're just going to do it. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, I like to think that, I mean, that's that. I mean, it's really like the, the, the Rams are going to cover that spread easily. They, they can jump out to the, uh, to the early lead, but they need to have like Sony Michelle really needs to be effective in order for them just to maintain it to the point where Jacksonville doesn't come in sneak in with like the backdoor cover. Right. Like, I mean, Sony Michelle needs to be effective. Yeah, uh, in this game, I think he'll be effective as a lead running back. I mean, Henderson's effective generally behind that offensive line, but they just, you know, they spell they spell Michelle in there when Henderson needs a break. You know, he's had one game where he was the, basically the starting running back and it had to be against Tampa Bay. All right. I mean, they had that huge lead in that game. He had 20 carries, 67 yards. He's one of the better run defenses in football, but he's also proven at least this season, actually a capable pass catcher. Um, so if he's the guy this week against Jacksonville, Jacksonville's gonna be too worried about stopping Cup and Van Jefferson and OBJ, and Michelle's gonna have lanes, and at the very end of the game, they're gonna run the clock out with him. So um, I, I think Michelle at 4,300 against Jacksonville at home, you gotta kind of have to throw him in there. All right. All right. Baltimore Ravens, they are now a four-point favorite over the Steelers. This sucker was at four and a half. Uh, earlier, and uh, you know, obviously, the uh, there's money coming in because uh, <laughs> do you remember the Steelers? Remember how, th- how crazy you thought I was for taking the Steelers against the Chargers? Yeah, when they were at home, and I was like, you know, it's just it's the Chargers and whatever, the Steelers, and blah blah blah. And, and that game turned out to be this like crazy shootout that nobody was expecting. Well, I'm taking this, I'm taking the Steelers and the and, and the plus four here still. I'm probably going to do the same. You know, Baltimore wasn't overly impressive last week. Pittsburgh's defense is so bad, though. But you know, you you beat them. You can you can beat them in on the ground. But do you trust you trust Freeman and Lamari consistently enough? You know, I don't know. I probably go. I probably go Pittsburgh here as well. But I don't love it. I really don't love it. Um, I know you don't love it. I know, I know it, you're seething about it. Like you, I just like it. I don't know. Like I, they're they're not a good football team. So, but it's a divisional game. They're home four and a half. So I'm, I'm gonna go there. <laughs> All right. Well, if, if I think you hate that pick, you're gonna hate this one even more because I'm gonna take the Seahawks at home with the three and a half points against the 49ers uh, for the uh, for the night game. How, what, do you, what do you think about that, John? You're taking Seattle? I'm taking Seattle and the points. Why? What about Seattle has proven to you that they can do anything? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. But this just, you you look at the, okay, look at how bad Seattle has looked, right? They've been terrible. Look at how great the 49ers have been. They've been fantastic, like precision football. They've looked so good. Why is this game only three and a half points? Home team, division game, no Debo Samuel. Home team, division game. Well, you've got, I mean, Pittsburgh, you've got home team, divisional game. That's a four-point spread. Yeah, but San Francisco missing their best player. Dude, the Steelers don't have a quarterback, and Claypool is still questionable. And, and Yeah, but they're not out. You know, that line will move if those guys get ruled out. You know, but San Francisco is is without Debo Samuel. 
who's good for a point. We know we know skilled position players are good for a point. So no, uh, quarterbacks are good for a point. Skill position players aren't worth a point. Quarterbacks are worth like three points. No, no, no. You're that's crazy. Dude. We saw that Dak move, line move like four points. That Dak, that Dak, that wasn't a Dak situation. What wait, this one here? Or the, you're talking about the Minnesota game. The, when when Dak was all of a sudden mysteriously got you know ends up ruled out. Yeah, against Minnesota, that line jumped like four points. It moved. That line did flip. That that definitely did flip a lot. But normally, like I mean, when you're talking about a quarterback uh, of of you know this kind of caliber here between Big Ben, who's broken, and uh, and Mason Rudolph, that's not going to move at that many points. No, and, but and not, so and so and so Debo Samuel here. You know, I I, I just I, I I just I find that I would find that very surprising that Debo Samuel would move that line a point. So you think it would be you think it would be four and a half if Debo was playing? I think it might. I mean, I, I feel like Debo Samuel is worth a line movement. If it's a half a point, it's a half a point. But he's one of the top three receivers in football. And that's without even really getting any. He, he hasn't caught a ball in two weeks. He's been running them in instead. So, I mean. I would say at the very least, Debo Samuel is at least a half a point. And we can, you know, maybe we can check it and uh, maybe, maybe Mish knows, you know, the impact on that. But I don't, it, it, he has to be factored in this line not being, uh, not being active. He has right. to. I am, I'm still, I'm going to take Seattle on principle okay. now. I'm going, I'm going to say San Francisco. They're just going to give the ball to Eli, Eli Mitchell like 30 times. You know, the money line on Seattle with the points is minus 120. Yeah. So 49ers are minus three and a half. That money line's plus a hundred. Okay. So it's kind of like even money there. So what's Vegas telling you and what's more likely to happen? I know what they're saying, but I'm telling you why the line is that way. I'm telling you that I'm going to go. If I could bet in Massachusetts, I would take the 49ers minus three and a half. <laughs> you know what? I'll talk to my buddy in Vegas and I'll have him lay some action for the two of us. Love it. I'll be in Vegas in two weeks. Oh, that's not right. Gonna, not going to help us now, but yeah, you know. it does not help us right now. But uh, be careful, man. That that Las Vegas is a uh, it's a bit of a petri dish. Well, and uh, I'll, I'll do my best. God, stay stay clear of the COVID, my friend. Mm-hmm. Bring sanitizer with you to the tables. Be conscious of that. That's that's what does people in. That's when you're when you're handling the chips that like a billion other people have handled and not washed their hands. And you're like just sitting at the table and you don't think about it. So you're like touching chips and then maybe you like, you know, touch your face or rub your eye, get sanitizer with you. Yeah, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, get, I didn't play poker last time. So I, pr- I probably won't end up playing poker this time. But, um, you know, yeah, the table, the table games for sure. 100%, man. 100%. All right. Before we get to the Sunday night football and the Monday night football action, I want to give a quick shout out. As always, to our sponsors, thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on here. John and I will be back with the final two games right after this. All right, John, Sunday night action. Chiefs, nine and a half point home favorites over the Denver Broncos. Who do you like in this one? Yes, crazy. I'm going to go with... The I'm so teetering on this. <sighs> I feel like this is a game where Kansas City should win because the one thing we always talk about with Denver is that their offense isn't really explosive enough to like keep up in a shootout. But then what did we just see last week? They controlled the clock with their running game and they basically kept 
you know, the Chargers offense off the field and did they force mistakes from the Chargers offense? And this season, there's been a lot of inconsistency with Kansas City. Mahomes turned the football over. I mean, so, so many points. I'm going to go Denver. I don't like it, but I'm going to go Denver. I just, that running game, I think, is is really good with Williams and Gordon. The defense is actually pretty decent, even though they traded Von Miller. And there's just been too much inconsistency with, with Kansas City, even before their bye. They just barely beat the Cowboys again. So, you know, that's I'm going Denver. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's basically it's exactly what Rona said last night when we were talking about this game. Ah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so difficult to invest in the uh, in the Chiefs right now, given everything that's going on. Um, I'm probably gonna have to go with Denver as well. Um, you know. Should be interesting, though. What I really want to see, aside from that, I want to see if Melvin Gordon is in or out of this game because I'm already hearing that Melvin Gordon is like 50-50 to play, and I would love to see Javante Williams get the full workload against a, a, a run defense like the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I'd like to see a full workload out of him as well. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That would be uh, that would be interesting. That would be a nice DFS play um, as well. Final game here, Monday Night Football. It's MJ 10 against Josh Allen. It's the Patriots visiting the Bills. Bills. This line has now gone down now. It's minus two and a half. It was minus three. Um, I'm leaning Buffalo. I think that they need. They need a statement here. They need to win this game. I think it's very, very important for them. Um, huge, crazy divisional battle. I know New England's defense has been fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It's been uh, crazy productive for them. Um, but I'm just, I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to lay those points uh, on Monday Night Football. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to go the same direction, uh, especially news today. Kyle Duggar of the Patriots had tested positive for COVID. We don't know if he's going to be ruled out. He could be vaccinated, need two negative tests in 48 hours, be good to go. But uh, he's been a huge impact to their defense this year. He's been shutting down opposing tight ends. He's been strong against the run game. Uh, he would be big, uh, possibly even as a spy for Josh Allen uh, in this one. And if he's out, that just is a big hole in that secondary, uh, which I don't think they can really afford. I don't think they can afford it either. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, Kendrick Bourne or Nelson Aguilar? Who's catching the touchdown for the Patriots this week? Uh, probably Bourne. Probably Bourne. All right. Last week it was Bourne. The week before it was Aguilar. Yeah, I think Bourne is still more, more likely to get the targets. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, that's going to do it for John and I tonight. Best of luck to you in all your contests for DFS. Best of luck to you with all your betting. I uh, appreciate you guys liking and subscribing. For John and Pemba, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up. We'll catch you next time.